0: Hello! Hi! And we're live! Yay. Welcome to Episode 7 of Half-Blind Hecklers, yeah. minus the Blind One, otherwise known as Tate. We
1: had a massive battle, and uh, I
0: clearly, like, you, completely won. It was quite ugly. <laughs>
1: you see his face?
0: While well, I would love that to be true, <laughs> no, that did not happen. Uh, Tate would love to be here. Unfortunately, there's some stuff going on, and circumstances outside of his control. And he, he questioned some of his ideas, and he wanted to make sure that he was confident in his beliefs and his ideals before trying to be a political commentator, which, as a fan of Jordan Peterson, I completely get. Because you want to have your own life in order before you try and tell others how to live their life. Hmm. Typically a good idea. Yeah. And of course, a little blurb that he gave was, chasing a girl in a job while I'm in summer classes. Which, of course, is Very not, important. <laughs> it's like, it should never be like, discounted how important that is for a
1: college female you know, student, you know? Yes. Girls, uh, girls are quite the uh, big part of the, uh, the whole
0: experience. I'm just going to go with their fickle and be done with it.
1: Hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My wife is grunting at me. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, today we're going to talk about a few different things. Uh, the main topic of today is going to be the title of the show. And today's title is going to be Rules for Thee, But Not For Me. Not really rules, especially their guidelines. No, they're rules that crack down on you and give you fines. Dang, <laughs> thought I had that one. <laughs> Captain Barbosa was wrong! <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're going to give a few different examples. Um, of course, the main one that everybody's thinking of lately is the comparison between the Anti-shutdown, anti-lockdown protesters, and the most recent Black Lives Matter protests. Mm. Yeah, not so much. (laughs) Um, Of course, the reason that there's a double standard is for a few different reasons. One, Um, the, the virus is magic.
1: It magically like you know source <laughs> over the protesters from BLM yes but the second those like lockdown protesters come in it's like oh 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 they are like it just rushes in yeah. with like extra severity and like you know like more vindictiveness <laughs> it's actually
0: quite quite a mean virus it's very yeah. woke virus though yeah very, very woke. woke. it hates white people it hates them. anyways <laughs> <laughs> so of course as we went over a few weeks ago There was a situation on the Edmonton legislature here in Alberta, and several people were given tickets. Some one person was arrested. Actually, a couple more. He was just the most obvious one. Yeah, sucky. (laughs)
1: It's like, of course, I'm like 20 feet away from someone. We're unreasonable. Why? Because you're. We don't like you. We don't like your face. It's like yeah, very valid reason. Which funny enough. That's about as legitimate as the mm-hmm. actual oh, reason rationale was. They, they, yeah. they talk very legal, mm-hmm. but and when course, you actually come down, it's like mm-hmm.
0: they actually don't have anything on him yeah. at all. And prior to this past weekend, the limit on public outdoor gatherings here in Alberta was 50 people. Mm-hmm. And the gathering in Edmondson, as I'm going to show right now, the gathering in Edmondson was about... It was several several thousand. I don't know if they go into exactly how many thousand. I was the largest in-person gathering in Edmonton this week with people peacefully protesting at the Alberta Legislature. Um, yeah, they don't have an official number. You just had thousands. But yeah. I'm assuming it was probably five or more thousand. Mm, could be. Which, of course, is much higher than any of the other <laughs> protests that we've had, especially in recent future. You could say it's or quite in the popular. Recent, recent past, I guess. Yeah. I a couple people got, like, on you know, sex excited and wanted to let them go. Yeah, and, and of course there was no social distancing present in any of these black lives. A lot black of hiding, like a lot know, of Lots of, like, you know, high um, fives. There was even some, I think in Edmonton, there was a police car that got got set on fire. And there was no charges laid. Hmm. Which, of course, is nonsense. Because any other protest, which is against the shutdown, is against the lockdown, hmm. is seen as, oh, you're trying to kill grandma, you're trying to... Discourage public health. You're trying How to dare affect you. a whole bunch of people. How dare you? Stop, Greta. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> the,
1: the funny thing is that um, uh, I don't know if you remember that, that one incident here in Calgary mm-hmm. uh, during the winter, like slow wintertime, where there was that guy feeding the homeless oh. out in the open. He was Arta, by He, Arta, was, Arta Polusky, he yeah. was by himself, right? And so mm-hmm. he's feeding the homeless, and you can see like there's people. Yeah, there's people outside, and yeah. they're they're doing. But like it 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 was very it was so unlikely that anybody was going to get anything mm-hmm. from yeah. what they were doing but it was such a vital service of feeding homeless oh, yeah, people clearly. and yet they gave them like a twelve hundred dollar ticket mm-hmm. for basically like you know distributing food to the poor something that the yeah. cities you know like sh- like that's the thing that everybody should be able to get behind i mean oh like, completely. oh we don't want you know we don't want poor people to get the virus but you know feeding them eh, mm-hmm. yeah once more important right like <laughs> die in the streets or die malnutrition so
0: yeah there there seems to be or it's it's very evident that there is a clear and present double standard not only in the Black Lives Matter protests but throughout the lockdown Hmm. there was a standard for politicians there was a standard for political commentators Hmm. there was a standard for celebrities Hmm. that wasn't for the general populace Hmm. and now it's also a standard that applies exclusively to left-wing politics mm-hmm. as compared to right-wing politics. Mm-hmm. If you look at the, the protests that happened in Michigan back on, I think it was April 30th, people called them white supremacists, they called them Nazis, mm-hmm. even though of course there was no violence. Well,
1: the thing I find interesting about those kind of things is that, uh, okay, so any any major protest, particularly mm-hmm. big, big protest. like. It's it's very difficult for protesters to be able to control who's there, mm-hmm. because especially because these are not organized. These are not like you know like you don't have attendance. So mm-hmm. anybody shows up. So I remember like the Michigan one that the governor said like oh there's white supremacists there, and I think I saw like the sign that she was referring to, and it was this guy like like he was comparing you know her to like to to like you know Nazis or something mm-hmm. like that like just watch the guy. But I'm like. Like, that's one person just basically making a reference and all that. That's mm-hmm. barely white supremacy. And here's a double standard. So mm-hmm. you have people like that out yeah. of, like, a massive crowd, very clearly, f- Almost nobody that's actually really violent mm-hmm. or bad. And yet you have these protests yeah. all over the U.S. And they are just chock full oh. of violent, mm-hmm. uh, like, actually, some of them are pretty evil people. Oh, yeah. Taking clearly. the opportunity. You can see, like, cause they, they say that people are outraged and they're doing it for George Floyd, but mm-hmm. when you see footage of people yeah. running into, what you called, a target. Yeah. You can tell they're all, they're, all oh, they're, they're gleeful. Lists. They're gleeful, they're like, and, and the guy in the video, the one video I saw, he was like, oh, look at all this free stuff, like free stuff everywhere. and yeah. all the time I'm thinking, mm-hmm. it's not free stuff, I just, I know you're not gonna get, you're gonna get away with it, which mm-hmm. is why you're saying that, but yeah. it's essentially, um, the double standard is, they say, oh, there's evil people in these Protests yeah. and the media goes along with it, but then you mm-hmm. have actual evil people in yeah. the in, in the Black Lives Matter like riots, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh wait, 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 but you we, know we they, can't the, call them we out. can't call them out. They're they're, they're, they're actually exclusionary peaceful.
0: group. Yeah. If we call them out, then we're calling ourselves racist. Yes. Yeah. So we can't say anything against them. Oh, you know my favorite one
1: is the Michigan. Uh, uh they they went to Michigan. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh what do you call it, the the legislature yeah. with guns. And they're like, "Oh, yes. this is an like armed takeover, like mm-hmm. terrorists, right?" Yeah, and yeah. yet, then, then you have CNN, yeah. the guy saying, "Like, oh, it's mostly peaceful protests out here." There's a, bur- there's a, there's building, a building burning, burning behind right, behind it. It. right behind. Yeah, them. there was, it was
0: actually like- an article in the BBC today, yeah, and because there was a there was a protest in London, and it said mostly peaceful protests injures twenty seven cops. <laughs> and I'm like, you're inept. <laughs> You cannot have a mostly peaceful protest that injures 27 cops. So, uh, professor,
1: how was your, uh, how was your biology class today? It's like, you know, like, oh, it's really successful. We only have like, you know, 15, 15 students get like, you know, like puncture wounds and like, you know, stabbed and all that kind of stuff. That's was, a real improvement. We're really getting We it. had a great level of safety. Lots of safety. Even though two
0: students died.
1: Yeah. Several lost their eyes. And you know, one of them I think may have concocted AIDS. I mean, you, we don't know, like it's just, it's, yeah. we're, we're measuring success. By the la- by as, as long mm. as not
0: everybody gets hurt, it's good. Fair yeah, point. <laughs> yeah. There's it's it's crazy the level of the level of double standard that there is, mm-hmm. and it's it's just practically obscene. If you look at the um, the other elements, uh, the other politicians that have been involved in this double standard, um, like an early example that we had was our very own prime. Minister. Oh, the uh, fearless leader? True dope. That's fearless leader. (laughs) Yes, fearless leader, (laughs) who now looks like, oh, what is it? What is it? He looks like Metro Man. (laughs) It was such a great image. I loved it. It was hilarious. It was so good. Actually, oh, here, I'll link it for you. You can find it? Yeah, I think it's in our memes page. Um, Oh,
1: I, I was so shocked at how great this was. He looks identical to him. It's absolutely, mm-hmm. it's, it's uncanny. Because, basically, <laughs> like, even the face, the stinking face. And With the hair. Sir, and the hair. It's just, like, exactly the same <laughs> and way. And he's got that goofy little eyebrows. Yeah. like you know, But anyways. Oh, man. It was uh, so back,
0: good. of course, in April, he told people they had to sacrifice their Easter plans. that They mm-hmm. shouldn't see their families. Yeah. That they, of course, had to, what was it? Sucks to be you. Skype, Skype that big family dinner. He mm-hmm. crossed the provincial border from Ottawa to Quebec to visit his wife and three children in Harrington Lake. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is a shocking double standard. Mm. And how can anyone accept this person as a rational individual? <laughs> it baffles the mind that anybody voted for him. But- the, Well, this is the thing that I find really
1: interesting about Trudeau. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of people who are seeing this, like it, it, I think to them, it seems like this is, the, this is new. But then, yeah. if you actually followed like Trudeau's trajectory throughout these this entire tenure as prime minister, you realize that he is he he is insanely big on double standards. He's done this for ages. He used to mock people for. Like, they're, you know, like, not not being, you know, respectful to the black community and all that. And then he gets caught with blackface. Mm -hmm. He basically, like, you know, he goes, gets caught with an ethical violation Mm -hmm. by the ethics commissioner. Mm -hmm. But then he excuses it. He's like, oh, wait, that that doesn't matter. Um, There's there's this glaring, like, idea that uh, he, like, the rules don't apply to him. And this is such a common thing with our prime minister, which is why I'm always surprised at people who think that Mm -hmm. he is a great leader and that he is... Mm -hmm. Like the ultimate, like, you know, the best thing that's ever happened to Canada and yeah. I think people are like they're they're the same as Obama. People yeah. people thought Obama was a great president, why? Mm-hmm. Because he agreed with them. Because yeah. everything he did mm-hmm. fit whatever they wanted and yeah. so they're like, Oh, he's great and they overlook all this all, all his faults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if, if Trudeau or Obama were treated with the same level of scrutiny mm-hmm. that the media treats like someone like Trump, Trump or, or someone like with Stephen Harper. or someone like Kenny yeah, you would realize that they they have done far worse, yeah, and said far worse things than they have. They just, they people, the media is convincing you that they're just nonstop, yeah, like you know, evil people. So
0: mm-hmm. totally, mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, and then of course on top of that, there were one of the more reputable and known incidents of double standard <laughs> was with Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, and. <laughs> this is the article with her it's just absolutely hilarious she defends the hairstylist visit when she told other people not to mm-hmm. I because I'm the public face of the city I want national media and I'm out in the, the public eye mm-hmm. I don't care if you're in the public eye there is not a standard for you to get a haircut when everyone else is banned to just because you're on camera mm-hmm. just because you're popular does not make you worthy of more recognition and worthy of more rights yeah it's it's a very similar double
1: standard. It's pathetic. It's a similar double standard to the like okay so celebrities who go on on uh, national TV mm-hmm. and they say like you know guns are bad guns are bad guns are bad mm-hmm. like we we need to get rid of guns everywhere but then you see them everywhere and they have armed escorts with oh, guns yeah. they basically mm-hmm. like the Congress people in uh, yeah. the U.S. Um, everyone else they basically have this th- this armed escort yeah. but it's okay because they they're special mm. or you have like the climate change. People that oh, yeah. they—they're they have have like you know climate change, but then they go, yeah, they go on these massively expensive, like cross continental flights, jets, private so. jets, right? So, and and I mean, David Suzuki is a great example of that. Like you yeah. know, Mister Gas is bad. David Suzuki. got his yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Everybody, right? The list,
0: the list is so long and obscene that it wasn't even worth going into because mm-hmm. it would take the entire show.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but this is the example here. Even even uh, Gretchen. Uh, Later. No, no, the, no, no, the lady from Michigan, the governor oh, of Michigan. Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer. Her husband got caught because he wanted <laughs> special treatment. Because they said, like, oh, don't even think about going to the so lake bad. with your, your boats and all that. And he shows up and they're like, oh, actually. Do you know who I am? He's like, I am the husband of the, the governor. special. The governor, yeah. I'm the. Yeah, I should actually be like a bit like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm her husband. Of <laughs> the Gestapo never. <laughs> yeah, yeah <that's> right. <laughs> It's like, you know, open, open, open the gates. <laughs> Yep. Right, so it's like that. That's the kind of thing where mm-hmm. like they, they feel like they have some special privilege. Because yeah. you, you always think that the electoral officials are acting in good faith, but then you realize that a lot of them have a sense of arrogance. Oh, they yeah. feel yeah. that they mm-hmm. they they are special and they do get yeah. they deserve some of the perks and some of the special treatments, So yeah, yeah. It's but they're public <laughs> servants. They, okay. They're meant to serve, serve the, the populace, but they're not. are trying people. to make the public serve them. Yeah. Which is a great yeah. example of the Edmonton mm-hmm. mayor here. Oh, yeah. Because he basically like... said, like, oh, we need oh, more yeah. emergency powers. Why? Mm-hmm. Because people yeah, aren't doing yeah. what we want. Yes. And that's never a good sign. Mm-hmm. But that's a double standard. It's basically... It he's is. not basing it on any actual mm-hmm. rationale. It's just... You know, I don't like that people aren't doing
0: what I'm doing. So... Stay on the crackdown. Get down. Down. It's not and kill them. Maybe a little too fast. Anyways. <laughs> and then, of course... The most egregious example of a double standard—that's a solid word, nice. Yes, I like. The thoris is quite thick. I use the big (laughs) words, and I am very (laughs) educated. Anyways, the most egregious example is from this letter that a plethora of public health officials and doctors and nurses and whatnot published. And it's just utter nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like here, I will, I'll link you and give you some excerpts because it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. And here it is. And it's this. So this is open letter advocating for anti racist public health response to demonstrations <laughs> against systemic injustice occurring during the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. And of course it compares the state capitol building protesters in lansing michigan on april 30th to the protesters for george floyd and brianna taylor as many other black lives taken by police quote unquote and
1: so this is a letter written by like how many like health officials or health oh,
0: experts like quite all a all of this yeah, all of these so people hundreds upon signed hundreds upon and hundreds. approve this message, mm-hmm. which is insane. Mm-hmm. And it tries to link protesting against lockdowns to white supremacy, which is a common, completely unfounded. It
1: is, but it's a common tactic among the media, among progressives. Oh yeah, and just among all these things, Because they basically try disagrees. to make it sound yeah. like these are dangerous people. But mm-hmm. this is if 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 you're if you follow even slightly this this uh, this tactic you realize that this is nothing new this is such a so- common tactic and yeah. yet here's the thing um, mm-hmm. speaking of double standards you have the the media's calling these anti-lighton protests saying like they're full of white supremacists yeah and yet they refuse to acknowledge mm-hmm. that they have antifa terrorists yeah. in the the same I oh, yeah. you know like thing and this has always been the case mm-hmm. they'll always downplay the violent presence, that actually quite massive, and actually like legitimate presence of Atifa. Mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll create this boogeyman that doesn't even exist because most of these protests, like the the, the right wing ones, are not actually they don't actually very mm-hmm. few. Like I, I I've had a hard time finding any mm-hmm. time where there's actually legitimately like white supremacists there. Oh yeah, it's... If,
0: if if ever. The actual number of white supremacists in the United States, I would say that they probably wouldn't number higher than five to 10,000. That's why I call it the boogeyman. Oh, yeah. The, boogeyman, the boogeyman always exists, the Anyways, talking about this letter. Letter, back to the letter. Um, when talking about the protests for George Floyd, this, of course, letter supports them as vital to national public health and to the threatened health specifically of black people in the United States. We can show that support for, by facilitating safest pop- protesting practices... Without detracting from demonstrators' ability to gather and demand change, uh, by this, of course, burning buildings, of course, that's very important. Yes, or, uh, <laughs> that of course demands—that's a public health crisis. Very much. Yeah, this of course should not be confused with the permissive stats on all gatherings, particularly protests against state orders. Those actions not only oppose public health interventions, but are also rooted in white nationalism and run contrary to respect for Black lives process against systemic racism which fosters the depo- disproportionate burden of COVID-19 on black communities and also perpetuates police violence must be supported. See see, the thing like, I will give I will give it's, them I will give them yeah. is that
1: they at least acknowledge that there's a there's a double standard there. At least they're acknowledging yeah. it. They're they realize but they oh, just don't care. No well they're just they're just justifying. It's, it's basically like mm-hmm. somebody saying like like I hate people who beat up like dogs. Like Dude, you just beat up a dog the other day. Like, you'd, like you just yeah. kicked him. It's like, yeah, but that one was like really like small, like ugly dog. Yeah. Like,
0: they don't really count. That's essentially that thought. that, one was, that was, was a pit bull. It's a pit bull. Pit bulls are not worthy of protection. Nope. They are supported by white nationalists. It's like, are you insane? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. This is like, in one second, you're telling us that protests are spreading the disease, and that those who are going to the protests are are killing people, mm-hmm. and then in the very next sentence you say that protests for Black Lives Matter are good for the public health of the nation. Yeah. It's like, no, it's either they're killing before and they're killing after, or they're not killing before and they're not killing after. Yeah. It's either you're lying then or you're lying now. Choose
1: one. Yeah, see what happened, I think what happened, I think it makes sense if you really think about it, mm-hmm. is that, okay, so progressives or whoever whoever's running the show, they basically said like, okay, the coronavirus uh, pandemic and all that kind of stuff, like this is the way we need to go. We need to mm-hmm. make these lockdowns. We need to make sure to control all these things. So, so you know, like, and the, and the idea is to protect people. Yeah. But then, if you look at if you look at how it, how it works, this Black Lives Matter movement that this that exploded, yeah. it was not planned. This was an unexpected event that led to a massive uprising, and suddenly they're faced with this, oh crap, mm-hmm. what do we do now? Because we still want to keep this narrative of lockdowns work and we need to make, con- convince people that they need mm-hmm. to stay down. Yeah, clearly. But now they're like, oh crap, we now have this completely you know, um, contradictory thing, but mm-hmm. we can't d- d- defy it. So now essentially what they're trying to do is they're trying to like, have their cake and eat it too. They're mm-hmm. basically, they basically got caught in in a impossible like situation. Yeah. So it's not logical. It's not a no, it's not. reasonable logical. They're still they're trying to do both things, but their mm-hmm. entire narrative is falling apart. If you if yeah. any reasonable person really thinks about it, it mm-hmm. doesn't make I mean, if if you think that a a, a protest like Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. protest is legitimate, fine, but don't tell me that it's that there's a logical scientific, yeah. you know, rationale that can be made for why Mm-hmm. Like a virus doesn't impact the community with 10,000 Black Lives Matter protesters, mm-hmm. but that a virus is somehow more dangerous in a thousand people protesting yeah. anti-lockdowns. Because the, mm-hmm. the virus viruses are not like that. They're not they're not magical you know, mm-hmm. fairies. They, they yeah. impact everybody the like same way. So they're not scientific. Yeah. And it's sad that so many scientists sign this because one of the problems I find is that people are a lot of people I've met and talked to, conversed with, mm-hmm. they they blindly, they completely and totally blindly believe everything that's told by medical professionals, mm-hmm. and then they don't realize that a lot of the industries and, and medical, uh, you know, organizations out there are are extremely um, partisan. Yes, and they. They, they will they will push something you know, ideologically even if it's not scientific. Yeah, and they're this is what we're seeing here mm-hmm. scientists that. They have the ideology trumps common sense, Mm -hmm. and this is the problem. This is why it's difficult to trust health experts in these kind of things.
0: Uh huh. Yes. (laughs) Well, I, I was pretty much everything we wanted to talk about concerning the double standard regarding conservatives, regarding liberals, regarding politicians, celebrities, and the like, compared to the common man. What can I say? I'm thorough. So, if anything, (laughs) they have privilege. So, check yourself. (laughs) Good. Get out. (laughs) Anyways, the next thing we're going to talk about, after the double standard within the media and all of that, we're going to talk about Kenny's statement today. Mm -hmm. In Alberta. Uh, Kenny made a statement this morning. We're going to go over it. Most of it was actually pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, social distancing is still a policy, which we disagree with vehemently. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to go over that. And I'm going to link to an article from the St. Albert Gazette, otherwise known as St. Albert Today, I think is their website. Mm-hmm. And that goes over everything. So, we'll talk about that now. Now? Now. now. Right now. Right now. This one. Okay, go. Cool. Yeah. Um, of course so uh updated alberta to reopen theaters casinos churches on friday which Woo! is a huge bump up back to from, i think church was slated for stage three which had I no official date. yeah and theaters and casinos and libraries and gyms and all of those were supposed to open in stage two which was next friday mm-hmm. so this is a huge bump up and i think it was actually in a reaction to the massive Black Lives Matter protests, yeah, because otherwise there would be a backlash saying, why are you allowing this protest of 10,000 people, or maybe 10,000 people, but probably about five, mm-hmm. to not socially distance, but you won't mm-hmm. allow people to go back to church, you won't mm-hmm. allow people to go back to libraries, to gyms, to whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a lot of what caused this massive leap forward in terms of reopening. Mm-hmm. And so... Probably the only time you'll hear me say this, but thank you, Black Lives Matter, for reopening the economy. (laughs) I know you didn't uh, mean to do it. Thank you, Double Standards, for uh, helping us get there. (laughs) (laughs) We're not trying to push this because that is inherent corruption. No. (laughs) Okay. So, everything from gyms to arenas to spas, movie theaters, libraries, pools, sports activities are great a green light as of Friday. Woo. Book campsites and sit-in restaurants. 50 people will be allowed to gather indoors, and up to 100 will be able to congregate outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have continued to flatten the COVID-19 curve. And... Shh, silence, you. <laughs> uh, we began easing re- restrictions on May 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, one week delay for Calgary. Mm-hmm. And then, of course... Restaurants will be open at full capacity. Kindergarten to grade 12 classes have been cancelled for the remainder of the current year, but are to resume in September. Mm -hmm. Uh, Major festivals and sporting events will remain banned as do nightclubs and amusement parks. Vocal concerts are not allowed, such as singing carries a higher risk. See, that I'm okay with, because that's a whole lot of people in close proximity, Mm -hmm. and we still want to be slightly on guard. There's a a place for reasonable... And, you uh, know, common sense, like, you know, uh, yeah. like a
1: practice is. I, I mm-hmm. agree. A hospital, you know, saying that, and like, you know, like, it, everyone has it? to wash their was... hands. Absolutely.
0: Where was it? Where was the thing about churches? Probably up a little more. Um, there we are. There will be no cap. No cap on people attending worship service as long as they physically distance and practice proper hand washing. And other hygiene protocols. This is Huge. a very big thing. Yeah, uh, as well, some of you know, some of you don't. Uh, Danny and I both attend Centre Street. And Centre Street is one of the biggest churches in Western Canada, if not the biggest. I think their main auditorium can seat up to five thousand. Yeah, we're pretty big. So, having a limit of thirty people 50. is well, having a limit of fifty people is just nonsense. Doesn't work. So thought. not having. Not having a limit on the amount of people that can attend worship services is huge. And I really hope that a lot of churches just say, we're going to crack the whip, we're going to get everything ready by Sunday, and we're going to have people singing. And I think they should still have the services Mm -hmm. online Mm -hmm. and just be, this is where you could be. This is the church community that you've been missing out on. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have neglected church, they've neglected their community, Mm -hmm. and Faith and worship are such an integral part of someone with religious belief. Yeah.
1: I remember uh, I remember arguing, like, um, uh, telling Stephen about, I told you about that article, that the there's a organization in Alberta called the Justice Center for Constitutional mm-hmm. Freedoms. They sent a warning letter to the Kennedy government, and essentially what they said is that your approach is you're it's completely uh uh biased you're not actually treating churches equally to like even like restaurants because you know restaurants can have like half capacity a restaurant with 500 seating can have 250 people but Mm -hmm. the church can't have 50. like where's the science behind that and a restaurant you can have like people six people at a table none of them have to be from the same household they could all be from different households Mm -hmm. like they they recommend not to but it's not not a rule but in churches you're basically you know like you're they even they even made a uh, almost like a demand that you have to do everyone has to check in mm-hmm. and and essentially check if you're you're there or not so yeah. there's a lot of
0: mm-hmm. problems
1: with the way that they applied that now one of the problems i have with the reopening approach is that so when the whole epidemic started the pandemic mm-hmm. started Yes, there was a lot of unanswered questions. We oh, didn't yeah. know what the heck this virus was or we how it was going to affect us. Yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody knew how bad the transmission.
0: it was. Nothing like that. Everything was a massive question because none of the data was available. So, and it was everybody's best guess and it was only what was available by the information coming from China, which yeah. as everybody knows is questionable, and, even and, on a good
1: day. Yeah, and, and, and if people forget this all the time if you don't go back. The, the models that they came up with for mm-hmm. how how bad this thing's gonna be mm-hmm. were so they, they weren't even like off they were like so off that they're almost ridiculously hilariously off oh yeah it was the it numbers was were not not even slightly close mm-hmm. and yet they they're trying to con- still convince us that mm-hmm. this is a massive like you know like risk and all that yep. I think the last number I had the most accurate number was 0.3 percent which yeah. is like it's still serious it's a very serious like almost like you know three times worse than the, the, flu. the flu season up yeah. to maybe five times worse
0: mm-hmm. but it's nowhere near the numbers that mm-hmm. they were throwing at us yeah uh of like, like you know 10 percent. Def- yeah. yeah it was i think in the original estimates in the as of early april mm-hmm. were between one and ten percent yeah and one and ten percent like ten percent is spanish flu range mm-hmm. which of course killed plus. 20 million people plus yeah which this won't even come close and,
1: and then you look at all the other Science is coming out, like they said. The science says, like you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't transmit as well outdoors. That yeah. it doesn't do well in heat. It, it doesn't uh, stay long on surfaces. Stay long on surfaces. Even right now, the WHO
0: kind of came out saying
1: like
0: that, yeah, that asymptomatic people aren't mm-hmm. actually transmitting as much, which is of course completely. I I remember there was a there was a report earlier on saying that asymptomatic individuals were more likely to transmit. So it was yeah, everything was. I'm going to say this is true. And then something two weeks later will disprove it. Yeah. Like even with hydroxychloroquine, mm-hmm. the guy who was reporting and saying that hydroxychloroquine was dangerous, the Lancet essentially had to print a retraction, saying that anything by this doctor is completely bogus. Yeah. And that hydroxychloroquine is totally fine, and we should be promoting it.
1: Yeah. And and if you if you really take like take take a step back and look at that, mm-hmm. you realize there's an agenda they want to really convince people that, that a vaccine is vital. And you know, like whatever the, reason, the reasons or rationale for that is, I mean, it's, it's still obvious that they want to discredit anything else that might seem like a valid yeah, solution totally. so that people buy the, 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 what do you call it, the, the vaccine you know, mm, like idea, the that it has to be the vaccine, mm-hmm. we'll never get back. But yeah. right now, we're seeing that this virus, right now, we've been through the first wave, what was it like, the, the deaths in Alberta, 439, I think I, I saw. It was like very low, I think. I think it was way higher than that. Yeah. And then across Canada was like somewhere around like, 7,000 or something I like don't that. have my... I don't know the numbers, but they were low.
0: They were low. You know, they yeah. keep... They, this I is think Alberta I, was actually like two, under 200. Something like that. Yeah, it, it's in the hundreds. But, but it it's, it's way below what they they, they yeah, said. Yeah, they it was initially be. said that there was going to be like eight hundred thousand cases and like seven thousand deaths or something. just yeah. utterly ridiculous. So this was
1: the first wave, and now they're saying like, oh, the second wave is going to be ten times worse. And it's like, well, you said this one was going to be insane, yeah, and it wasn't anywhere near. So yeah, I, I'm all for precautions mm-hmm. and reasonable precautions, but now we've seen what this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Is like and it's nowhere near as bad. Yeah. So why are they taking so long to pull mm-hmm. it up, to, to pull back the restrictions? I'm not it's... saying do nothing. Oh, I'm yeah, saying... no, of course not.
0: I, 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 I fully agree with you. I think it's time to let go of the fear, stop pushing the narrative that this virus is something that we should truly be scared of, mm-hmm. and trying to push the idea that we need to return to our lives with mild to moderate precautions and... <clears throat> Everything and still, of course, protecting those who are immunocompromised and those who are ill. You know what's
1: interesting is that all these all these riots that happened all over the states, mm-hmm. everywhere in the states. Have you noticed that they haven't resulted in massive explosions massive of, of the virus? They haven't yeah. actually reported that at all. It's like
0: now, of course, some of that might have to do with m- people that are going to the protests don't want to get tested because then it's like, <laughs> okay, why did you steal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but but I mean, even even ideologically. Oh, I get it. Yeah. You know, like. That it's, it's,
1: it's going to have an impact no matter what, but it didn't. And so, right there you're, all, you're already getting a glimpse that this virus is nowhere near as bad,
0: especially outside, as you <laughs> might think. So like, yes! I'm trying. I'm trying. Get a glass of water. And just go, no, no, whoosh. I'm good. I'm fine. Alright. So, the last thing we want to talk about, the last thing we want to talk about, and incidentally it's kind of funny that we're both wearing black shirts. Totally did not plan this. He joined, I invited him to join the video basically two minutes before the filming started. Technically, this is a Batman shirt. Batman. Yes, this is not a Batman shirt. It's just comfortable. He is less than me. (laughs) (laughs) You are supportive of the movement. (laughs) Anyways, so a lot of people have been talking about Black Lives Matter. Uh, There was a whole thing where people put black squares over their profile picture. There was my, my favorite one was like you know Ralph Wiggum. It's like you know darker like and the helping. picture like I'm helping. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so totally good. stupid. So good. <laughs> Anyways, Um and then of course there are people defending the protests. There are people defending the rioters, mm-hmm. um, justifying them, just, saying yeah, that it's totally
1: justified. Not only the bird property, but it, mm-hmm. even even the deaths oh, that yeah. happened. Oh yeah. Are
0: I guess I don't know how they, how they justify that, but. Yeah, well, collateral damage. I guess they, they try and defend the the deaths and the rioting and the looting. It's like, oh, they've never been given an outlet for their for their for their anger and their rage against the systemic racism, hmm. which of course still have, still waiting on any evidence that exists. So send it to me. That'd be great. Hmm. Anyways, so we're gonna talk about the Black Lives Matter movement as a whole and why we will not say Black Lives Matter as opposed to all lives matter or every lives matter, which it doesn't come with a caveat. Mm
1: -hmm. So So, so so I think a good way to put it is that it's like, do you support Black Lives Matter? I'm like, I support, I support Mm -hmm. the idea that like, you know, that the lives and the the justice for black people should always Mm be, you know, like, you know, sought and, you know, defended. Mm -hmm. I don't support the Black Lives the Matter, Matter movement. movement. The actual organization, yeah. I
0: don't support them. Mm-hmm. Like, well, just like and, I don't support Antifa. Yeah. And when I was talking about it, it's like, do you support Black Lives Matter? I'm like, I am against police brutality, I'm against racism. I think every life has inherent value and intrinsic worth, but I refuse to support that movement. And here's a few reasons why. We're gonna go to their website, mm-hmm. and if you still think that this group is something that you should be supporting, then this might make you question that. Because mm. there's a lot of things which are outright lies, speculations, or just really drastic evil things which they're plotting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gotta find my pitchforks, Shaman. Gotta find your pitchforks. <laughs> All right. So course the main thing they're pushing nowadays they're pushing defund the police defunding Those the police evil is, police of course they're they're trying to say that police dehumanize black life that they devalue black life that police are systematic they're institutionally racist mm-hmm. um, and it's of course we don't believe in systemic or institutional racism because that would, of course, accuse every of the all of the nine hundred thousand cops in the United States and however many there are in Canada mm-hmm. of being systemically racist. Yeah.
1: So, so I think I think a good a good way to look at this is like, okay, let's compare the um, Martin Luther King like mm-hmm. fight for like you know justice yep. as opposed to the modern one. Mm-hmm. Back then, you you actually had very clear examples mm-hmm. tangible objective examples of a system that is designed discriminatory. And, and discriminatory mm-hmm. it's like you know blacks can't ride on certain Se- things Se- they can't Se- go to certain places Se- yeah. those are actual like physical places mm-hmm. that you could see there's a policy there's a law there's a mm-hmm. something that's in the government system that's actually designed to keep black people down yeah right and so that is an example of what system uh, racism looks, looks like, like yeah. nowadays they're using the same language from back then, then to apply to, it to, to say that situation. oh it still exists but now it's now it's now it's this <laughs> invisible boogeyman yeah that they just say
0: oh trust us it exists yeah you have to listen to black people and you yeah. have to you have to fight your own racism that you have inside you yeah and you're like well I don't have racism inside me it's like mm-hmm. well everybody has it inside you you yeah. just need to you need to stomp it out, and it's like, well, it doesn't exist, so there's nothing to stomp out. So just stop. Well, and it's important
1: to like look at yeah. a statement like that and realize that in in another context, that would have been incredibly racist. Mm-hmm. Like people used to back, way back in like you know early, like way way back when segregation was still a thing, they used to say like, well, you're black, you're inherently stupid. Yeah, but, like doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. It's like just your skin color makes you unable or incapable of rising above. You know, mm-hmm. and you're not, you, you are basically a product of your race. Yes. But now they're saying the exact same thing about white people. It's mm-hmm. so like, oh, you can't help but be racist. We're definitely going go into that. You're just racist because your your yeah. skin color makes you racist, and mm-hmm. you can't help that. The only thing that would not make you not racist is if you have a dark black
0: skin color. Mm-hmm. And Martin Luther King himself... And you have to, of course, agree to the ideology. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because anybody who is a conservative who rejects the notion of systemic racism. A black conservative. A black conservative, like Candace Owens, Larry Elder. There are, or, there are uh, several are other... What
1: was that the musician, um, the, the rapper, uh, Kanye West. Kanye, Kanye West. West, yeah. He, he went against the, the norm, and now mm-hmm. people think he's a traitor. No, he's a race traitor. He's a or... traitor.
0: He's a, what's he called, uh, Uncle Tom, a Coon, 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 Coon yeah. all that stuff, right? Anyways, so back to what we were talking about. Um, so, of course, their primary agenda is defunding the police, And defunding the police, if you have thought about it for any amount of time whatsoever, defunding the police will have drastic consequences, mainly to minority communities. Mm -hmm. Because defunding the police, the areas that have the highest crime, at least in these bigger inner cities in the United States, are areas where the police have kind of taken a step back Mm. and somewhat allowed gang violence And crime to flourish Mm. and so by defunding the police they're taking away any protection that people have and of course what they're the ideology of what they're trying to push and what they're trying to shoot for as far as defunding the police is they're trying to push for an ideologically driven force police force which enforces their Beliefs and their virtue signaling, mm-hmm. and essentially just says, "Okay, this person is going against what we believe, and because they're going against we believe, what we believe, and is not necessarily committing a crime, mm-hmm. but they're going against the the majority. They're mm-hmm. going against." the the values of the public good
1: yeah see a good example of that would be like okay so if you I've seen some of the protests in like for example Toronto okay mm-hmm. I've seen like and I remember one of them specifically uh what was the girl's name um uh, it's uh, like a, a conservative woman who you know uh, I guess triggered a couple of like left or oh, the blonde, the blonde, uh, Southern. Yeah, Lawrence Hutter. So she was there, and the the leftists mm-hmm. were yelling at the police, saying, "You're the police. You're supposed to, like, you know, like protect us, protect us, protect from, us from, from these really people, speech. from these terrible people, right?" And so yeah. the idea of what they have is, what they're trying to do is, they're trying to take away a police force that's accountable to everybody,
0: mm-hmm. and, just and has accountable. Like,
1: like like you know like rules and regulations of how they're supposed to operate, and they're trying to replace it with an ideologically driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, enforcement, you know, force of some kind, and if you know anything about history, those have never been just. They're yeah, always yeah, they're like, awesome. you know, because what they are, they're enforcers for one side. Mm-hmm. So the, this is where you get like the KGB. This is where you get the, the, Gestapo. the Gestapo. This is where you get like, you know, like the police forces anywhere in history, mm-hmm. where they basically they're not there to protect citizens. They're there to enforce the dominant uh, ideological, you know, groups. Yeah like you know policies secret, they're not just.
0: Secret police come for you for violating state ideas.
1: In Soviet Russia police <laughs> actually they do. do. They do, Okay, they do. so Very very much, very much so. Yeah. It's Not a good thing but the other thing I think you mentioned that was good is that mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like it, if you picture if somebody says like oh my, I, I spray my ankle I'm, yeah. gonna sh- I'm gonna shoot my ankle with a foot and that's gonna solve the problem. Yeah. Not realizing you're making a much bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See the problem is that in, in black communities that like all over from like New mm-hmm. York to Chicago to the, everywhere else, yeah. the the places that are that have the, the, highest, the highest crime rates are the ones that have the, have, have the least amount police of police intervention presence yeah. and police intervention. Because mm-hmm. the police actually help reduce mm-hmm. crime in the because yeah. people are afraid of getting caught, so they're less likely yeah. to commit crimes. So. They don't realize that they're actually hurting they're actually—it's—it's it's completely the opposite of what they want. They want mm-hmm. a, a, a system where, like you know, blacks are safer and more able yeah. to thrive, and they're creating the opposite. Mm-hmm. Because one of the dirty little secrets in America is black-on-black crime it is, is massive. massive.
0: It's a huge problem. It's a huge blacks. problem. It's only going to get worse yeah. if you get, get rid of the police force. Yeah, blacks actually amount for about fifty percent of the murders in the United States, even though only accounting for about thirteen percent of the average population, mm-hmm. which is massively overrepresented mm-hmm. in violent crime stats and and that's even worse when you
1: think of Canada because mm-hmm. Toronto wants to defund the police but yeah, even tr- even Canada like I think Rex Murphy got in trouble mm-hmm. for suggesting that Canada's not I mean, that, that racism obviously exists but that Canada is not in it, comparison to other countries is not as uh-uh. nowhere near the, the level of racism as other countries yeah. because we're Built as a multicultural country, we're mm-hmm. built, uh, you know, as a tolerant countries. So like yeah. this, this, it, like yeah, it exists. Obviously, yeah. that's part of human nature. It's mm-hmm. part of every human. But it's not
0: to the level that mm-hmm. they claim. Yeah, and it's interesting that you actually bring up Canada, because like the we'll like the problem yeah. <laughs> that the states is facing with black crime, Canada's facing an almost identical problem with indigenous crime. Mm. And one of the main differences is that, of course, a lot of the people in the Black Lives Matter movement. One of their main goals is they want reparations yeah. for a lot of the crimes that were committed such as slavery and segregation and all these things that were committed by the forefathers of present day Americans. Mm-hmm. And the difference is that in Canada we've already given them the reparations. Mm-hmm. We've already given them millions upon millions upon millions of dollars and it hasn't improved anything. Okay. We've thrown all this money at them. and there's still massive rates of unemployment, mm-hmm. massive rates of single parenting and single mothers, mm-hmm. there's still massive rates of crime, massive rates of murder. Mm-hmm. So reparations and all these things do not work. And, and it's important here like because
1: a lot of people what we've encountered like you know you have a lot of Christians who mm-hmm. really are really stand behind the mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter movement, but let like, like, let's take this one example of reparations. Yeah. Reparations, if you actually like if you understand the concept, is the idea that You are responsible for the crimes Mm -hmm. of your... Of your forefathers. Of your forefathers. Like, you know, my father robbed the... uh, You know, like, I don't know, robbed the store... Like, you know, mm-hmm. before I was born and yeah. I'm responsible for mm-hmm. his crimes. Generational sin. And, and in, in the Bible, if you know anything like, you know, how the Bible like, says that, mm-hmm. it says, fathers should not pay for the sins of their sons, mm-hmm. nor sons sins, for, the for the sins, sins of their Everyone their should pay for their own yeah. sins, their own crimes. Mm-hmm. So if you actually follow the biblical approach, that mm-hmm. is wrong to hold yeah. the sons or the, the offspring responsible for the crimes of of people in the past yeah it really is and so if you support reparations on the basis that oh we're responsible for what like you know people five generations ten generations back did that is Mm -hmm. actually that is completely unbiblical yeah and so on that specific note Mm -hmm. that should not you shouldn't support anything like that
0: yeah you know so and furthermore like if you look at the Beginning the foundation of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm. The Black Lives Matter movement was founded on three major lies. It was founded on the notion that America is systemically and endemically racist. Mm. It was founded on the notion that Trayvon Martin was killed unjustly by George Zimmerman when eyewitness accounts and other reports say that that's not true in any way. And it was also based on the death of Michael Brown, which was responsible for the entire hands-up-don't-shoot myth. That never happened. Michael Brown was trying to reach for the officer's gun and was shot in the process. Mm -hmm. So these three major lies are representative of a movement that is based on pushing this narrative that America is racist, even though it is completely untrue. And
1: that the police force is is intentionally
0: hunting down or Mm -hmm. oppressing
1: black people but you know one of the things that's interesting about that is that okay so what is the what is the argument is that the police forces are Mm -hmm. like are like essentially targeting black people Mm -hmm. and are getting away with it yeah but there's two there's of all the things i've looked into there's only two possible uh scenarios where Mm -hmm. that would be true one is that they actually did hunt the they did target the black person but got away with it Mm -hmm. or two is that um that Sorry, there's usually two outcomes. Mm-hmm. It's either it was it was a real thing and it, you know, or and or it got that got, yeah, it got looked over. But every time, it's usually no. Actually, the cop had, had a legitimate reason mm-hmm. and, and justifiable, like you know, yeah. defensible, like you know, mm-hmm. uh, incident. Yeah. Or two that okay, that was legitimately a bad thing, and and the cop was absolutely responsible for wrong, mm-hmm. but he actually. Justice was actually oh, yeah. followed through. Uh, the, the George Floyd one that happened recently—that mm-hmm. falls into the second category. Yeah. He, yes, nobody, mm-hmm. nobody, not a single person has said, yeah. "Oh, we we defend the cop." Yeah. Nobody said that. Yeah. But then the question Maybe. is: Is there justice? Mm-hmm. Well,
0: yes. He's already been charged, be. and he will be charged. I mean, yeah. and the interesting thing to note about that is that with the charges against George Floyd, the the charges that they initially laid against him, they would laid against a third-degree murder charge. Now, a third-degree murder charge is an accidental death, but that your actions might have caused the death of this individual. Hmm. And they opposite to a second-degree murder charge, which is a lot harder to prove. Hmm. And I was listening to Ben Shapiro, and he said the chances of of Derek Shelvin being acquitted because they rose the charges to second-degree murder went up by about 35%. because Because you have to prove that there is intent to kill which if you have your knee on the back of someone's neck for nine minutes it's like if your intent is to kill them, why not just shoot them like I don't doubt that there was some sort of malicious intent as far as like I want to assert my power and dominate over this individual Mm -hmm. I still don't see whether there was a clear and present racist motive Mm -hmm. motivating factor in the death of George Floyd. Of course, it's wrong. You'll never find somebody that supports that. And you I don't think you're ever gonna find somebody who really supports police brutality as we know it. But there is this idea that even though everybody is against this, that this is something that is systemic and that everybody is secretly racist.
1: And I think, I think one thing that's important to remember here, this is, sub, uh, Stephen Crowder said this, and I thought mm-hmm. it was a great point. He basically said that uh, so many people make a snap judgment on the first hearing or the first impression that they get, mm-hmm. and nobody seems to ever wait to get all the details. Yeah. And so, like, you know, no, the
0: most important, um, I think the most important example of that was the Covington Catholic kids. Oh, yeah. The Covington Catholic kids were immediately accused as racist. They were immediately accused as mocking and der- being derisive and um. towards this old man, when in, in actuality... It was these hateful black racists called the black Hebrew Israelites, and this absolute scumbag of a man, the guy who actually went up to them and and made up this entire lie mm -hmm. to try and say, "Oh, these whites are accosting these blacks," when it was the blacks accosting the whites, and he knew that, and he approached them anyway. Nathan Phillips is a scumbag. He's a liar too. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and so
1: with all, most of these cases, people, I find out people mm-hmm. hear these stories, like, you know, so um, they hear these stories and they immediately, like, they, they, they try and jump to conclusions. They jump to conclusions without yeah. actually even waiting for all the information mm-hmm. or the facts. And they just want to believe it so bad. It's, there's a confirmation bias that's very heavy in these yeah. kind of things. They oh, yeah. want it to be true. So when they hear something that's true, mm-hmm. they, they just want, you know, they, they, they uh, jump on it. Yeah. And this is true. Whenever I talk to people about some of those cases, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Well, did you know what actually happened?" And they're like, mm-hmm. you know, like, "Well, whatever." You know, like you know, he was still wrong, and
0: you know, like they deserve, like you know, like yeah. the cop deserved it. There's still racism. Yeah. yeah, it's and then of course, one of the last things we're gonna go over, and <laughs> as far as the Black Lives Matter movement, um, the one of the things the Black Lives Matter movement has been trying to do <gasps> lately is that they have been trying to. Force or convince <laughs> or essentially by mob rule have these black people I and mean, these white people try and submit and kneel down and you can't really see it. I'll see if I can help you out a little bit. Not really, <laughs> but you get the idea. And you think that this would be a joke, like a
1: satire oh, you would. from, you would from it some it would comedy a... show. Like you think, but like it's you know, not. but it's not. It's, it's entirely
0: rough. like you're white. I'm black, and therefore you owe me something. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're v- saying your value and what what you do and your <laughs> and your worth as a human being is based on the color of your skin, that that says something. See I think there's, there's, the there's little... a word for that, and I think it's called racism. It is. so see. If, if you look at this side of my arm I'm like you know very
1: privileged if you look at this side of my arm I am less I am, I am much less more privileged more Latino I'm more
0: Latino privileged <laughs> arriba yeah uh,
1: yeah yeah <laughs> of course
0: like and in, in in truth like privilege as a racial or a sexual feature is completely non-existent mm-hmm. like I as myself it's objective thing not a as an objective. anecdotal or objective yeah. thing yeah. I I am privileged because I grew up with two parents I am privileged because I grew up in a moderately affluent home. Mm -hmm. I am privileged because I grew up in Canada, which still is moderately free, but is getting less so and it's scary. But that is why I'm privileged. And I'm not privileged because I'm a man. I'm not privileged because I'm white. I am privileged because of the situations of my family structure and where I was born. And decisions. And decisions, like, I'm, I, I became like, five years ago <laughs> five years ago i was i had negative two hundred dollars in my bank account and because of decisions and life child choices that i made not because of the color of my skin but because i decided that i needed to smack myself in the face and i need to grow up and that i need to grow a pair and have the courage to fight for myself to fight for my family and that i need to become more financially and spiritually secure in myself mm-hmm. and that is why I have become moderately privileged. I've entered the middle class.
1: And 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 I think one of the things that that, that happens is that people when they make those kind of distinctions they mm-hmm. ignore some the the root causes of some of these things, like for mm-hmm. example, if you think about like you know like immigrant groups and how they are, the Asian community yeah. is extremely. Oh, they're exceptional. Well, they, 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 they've done well. They're successful. Mm-hmm. The Jewish community is also doing incredibly well. Yeah, these are median
0: like, worse or amazing. Yeah,
1: and some of them, like when they came to get to America or Canada, they had nothing. They had nothing, and they had
0: they had and some serious racism. And they did. There was institu- institutional racism mm-hmm. back then against yeah. Jews, against Asians. But now that it, there is no knee pressed on the necks mm. of of blacks in society, there is no knee pressed on the blacks of indigenous in Canada. Yeah, but, it but, is entirely based on the culture yeah. and based in your own life choices.
1: Well, and also like you know the way that the call. So for example, the, one of the major major problems that nobody ever talks about in the black mm. community is lack of fathers, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily their problem. Yeah. Their fathers democratic policies that Mm -hmm. incentivize single mothers
0: have completely destroyed the family structure in america that's a major that major thing right and alongside with that there is there is a a culture that glorifies violence that glorifies hypersexuality that glorifies um independence criminality Criminality and independence like even the modern feminist movement it glorifies independence from men because it glorifies that women, you are all you need mm-hmm. when I'm not even all I need. <laughs> I <coughs> <coughs> Now we got COVID. Yes. <laughs> I would feet. be I would be a miserable like <laughs> by myself, I would be a much worse person than I am. With married with oh ow <laughs> 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 Didn't think you catch that. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, yes. anyways, mm. so, you, bro. yeah, this, there, there's a plethora of reasons. Yeah, that kind of just looks like a circle. How does this work? There we go. There you go. It's a up to-do. There you go. go. There you go. go. Back <laughs> to talk. <Ew.
1: laughs> My heart's been shaped. It is. Mm-hmm. Explain <laughs> so
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to, back on, back on, back on top. Back on top. yeah. So as we were saying, there are many reasons why we don't split the Black Lives Matter movement. And we especially do not support that people who are speaking out against the movement, they're getting doxxed, they're getting fired, they're getting called out as quote-unquote racist. Mm-hmm. If that happens to you, please contact us. We will support you, we will defend you, and we will fight back. Against these injustices,
1: yeah, and the I mean, obviously the, the the whole topic is like double standards, and I mean, when you really think about it, there is a double standard, even mm-hmm. in how you you know, like, because people who a lot of people in these progressive movements, yeah, they they hate the idea of like you know mm-hmm. hate. They always call out things that they call hate, Hates, But when yeah. you really actually think about it comprehensively, are the, the way that they do it is hateful. Yes, they're completely hateful in their approach, and yet they get a pass because. The way it is, it's it's basically a uh, it's a Marxist movement. It's a Marxist-based ideology that views all all classes that are oppressed or victims are the new heroes.
0: Yes, they are. And
1: any class that's considered to be powerful or has power is considered the oppressors. And so they're they're the bad guys. It's basically back to the cowboys and Indians things. Bad guys and good guys. Really simple. Bad good.
0: I need a keyboard. And Actually, no, I don't need the keyboard. Sorry.
1: So bad and good, and that's kind of like the, the, the cartoonish simplification that they, that they put. And white people are bad, you know. black people or people of any other kind of major race are good. Yeah. And that's the problem that uh, they have mm-hmm. right now, right?
0: Yes. Okay. Well, I think we've gone on for quite some time. Uh, before we go, I'm actually going to show off a little bit of our YouTube page. Um, Because, of course, this will primarily be on YouTube. Um, We're going to try and still be on LBRY. I'm going to send this video off to Tate, and he'll hopefully publish it on LBRY. Um, As far as our YouTube page, uh, this is what our YouTube page looks like. Currently, we have 10 subscribers. So that would be great if you could give us a like, give us a subscribe, and give us a comment. Uh, I run the page, and I will be happy to comment, even if you heckle us. I will be happy to engage with you. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, um, please either comment, uh, post a, give the Facebook page a mention. Uh, we will see what we can do uh, depending on what the future discussions are. Uh, moving forward, uh, we're hopefully going to have a new temporary co-host. Uh, Some of you may know the individual by the name of Ben Hayes. Um, He is currently living in Kansas, and he has volunteered to be the temporary co-host while Tate is sorting things out and maybe becoming less blind. Who knows? (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. But thank a huge shout out to Ben. Uh, He's graciously volunteered to co-host and I look forward to our interactions our discussions and even our disagreements. I, I love a good, good debate. Wrong, sir! Wrong! Sorry. Shush. I run this page. <laughs> you are merely a <laughs> guest in my house. Pawn. A pawn. pawn my game. That's, that's just white privilege right there. Oof. Oof. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you for watching. This has been episode 7 of half line Hecklers.
1: Woo!